1: And if you love the filet fish
2: right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
3: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was literally getting goosebumps thinking about the games today. Both the men and the women. And who would have thought a month ago, Dave, that, be, that we would be sitting here and even thinking about the men's game today, right? It, it, at that point, we were like, oh my gosh, can we just end this season? It's right. just so brutal. But now we get to enjoy two awesome basketball games today. And I think we got to start out, as you said, you, you were starting to talk about it, was is the women's game. Just how huge this game is. Uh, look, Ohio State's already clinched the Big Ten championship. They've clinched that one seed. Ohio State is a six and a half point underdog at Iowa. But Dave, tickets for this game in Iowa City, Carver-Hawkeye, they're going for five hundred dollars plus just for the cheapest tickets to get into the arena today for a women's basketball game. Awesome!
4: She's the most famous Iowa athlete since dot dot dot. I don't have Ever. an answer, right? Ever? So th- you can see why. I mean, she's a cult hero there. I mean, you can see why. Um, she, I mean, she's an absolute icon. You can see why the ticket prices are so high. Here's my concern today: if you're if you're betting on this game, you're like, oh, the Buckeyes are either going to win. They have nothing to. You know, nothing to lose. You know, they're going to go in there loose. I get that. I get that. And I hope that's what happens. Here's my thing. There's there's really nothing on the line except for the Caitlin Clark show. Like, Ohio State's already clinched the Big Ten championship. Okay, Ohio State's, it's not... there's no risk about it being like a shared title. Okay. Ohio State, in my opinion, has already clinched a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, regardless of what happens today. I'm a little concerned, Caitlin Clark. I'll cut to the chase here. I'm a little concerned since this is just her show. That's what it's all about today. She's going to get every call imaginable. I, if I'm a betting man, not that I would ever bet on sports, um, I would probably have to lay the six and a half and take Iowa. And I hate to say that because I love this Ohio State women's basketball team. Like, I love this team. They're good, really good, and they're fun to watch. What a great combination that is. But, man, I, I just see the the Caitlin Clark show being the story today.
3: It is. It, 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 that is the show, right? I mean, it is built up like crazy. And I'm so excited for the showcase opportunity, though, for Ohio State women's hoops. I, I think this is a, a, a situation where you're going to get so many eyeballs around the country watching ohio state women and so i think that will kind of bring ohio state women to another level like a lot of people are talking about there's nothing really huge to gain from this game as far as the standings like ohio state's already clinched they're probably a one seed in the ncaa tournament it can't really benefit them that much as far as seeding or or anything like that but you're going to have so many eyeballs that aren't usually on women's basketball on Ohio State and Iowa today that that's a huge motivating factor. The fact that you just – everybody's going to be watching. You can make a statement. And look, this Ohio State women's team is on fire, right? They have won 14 straight conference games. And, Dave, this is amazing to me. They are 8-0 against the spread in the month of February all as favorites. Right? That's incredible right there because not only are they winning – they are covering all the games when they are the favorite. So, you know, good teams win. Great teams cover. Ohio State women—they've been covering.
4: Oh, this has been an amazing stretch. And and you guys, are you guys with me that the game, the first game against Iowa, is kind of where they put their obviously their stamp on this season. At that time, remember they were ranked 18th. Yes, when they upset Iowa, and that game was national. TV. And that was when the shot was packed. That was a really good showing for Ohio State. The way they played and the fact you had a sold-out shot that was hopping. That's what I think when everybody because they got to the Elite Eight last year. So everybody was aware of like Cody McMahon and JC Sheldon obviously. Everybody was back from last year's team except for Mike Sell. So we knew they were going to be good and they had a couple, well, at least one really good transfer come in. But they kind of started out slow. You know, ranked and I think at one point they were ranked like as low as like 20th. Then they, were, they got to 18th in that Iowa game where they beat Iowa. Iowa was favored here at the shot. That's where they put their stamp on, and they've been rolling ever since.
3: Okay, so going back to that game, Iowa opened as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite in Columbus. That was back in January, and then closed as a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite for the game. They built a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter. Iowa was up by 12 in the fourth quarter, and then Ohio State came back and then just dominated overtime and won that game. So that was was the turning point.
2: Yeah,
5: Dave, I think that's so... So spot on because last year, if you remember, Ohio State had all those injuries at the end of the year and it was kind of the Iowa game that turned their season in a negative way just as they were starting to get all the press. This year, obviously, they had the tough loss to UCLA. They lost to USC. People were like, "Ah, oh, they're just not as good. They lost Mike Sell. But the coaching job on this team, guys, has been so good. What yep. Kevin McGuff has done, they've only been outscored in the third quarter this year three times and we know like second half adjustments coming out of the half are so huge and Ohio State has been killing it in that third quarter all year I mean what Kevin McGuff has done with this team like you said they lost Taylor Sell. that's not just anybody I mean she's one of the best shooters in college basketball last year maybe the best behind Caitlin Clark and what they've done has just been pretty awesome
4: yeah, Mike Sell was good, but I did have a good feeling, even though she's really good. But at least they were only losing one player. And getting Celeste Taylor to come in. Not that that was, you know, not that they're the same player. Um, I was really uh, excited about this team. And you're right, because when they lost to USC and UCLA, they weren't, people didn't think, I don't think at the time of USC and UCLA as top 10 teams. Well, now we know they're top 10 teams. Really, their only quote unquote bad loss was at Michigan, who's not even a bad team. And then they avenged that and then some this past game. So can't wait to see this game today. Real quick, I want to talk about the men. Yeah. Um, So Ryan was telling me this because I I saw it, uh, you know, the Buckeyes. Buckeyes were favored by nine and a half today, and Ryan said it's already up to 11 and a half. Ohio State, I tell you what, the odds makers are on the Jake Deebler bandwagon. No, I know they're trying to get money on both sides, but seriously, Buckeyes favored by 11 and a half? Now, Michigan is awful. Yes. They're like way in the cellar by themselves. Like, Ohio State's still tied for 12th um, with Maryland, I believe, and then Michigan is four games behind both of them. <laughs> So it's crazy. The Michigan is terrible. I don't know what Jawan Howard would have to do to get fired during the season. <laughs> would he have to like? I'm not even going to say what I think he'd have to do because apparently slapping another assistant coach from another team wouldn't do it. Uh, apparently, being the worst team in of you know certainly the Big Ten maybe all of the Power Four that wouldn't do. it. I don't know what Jawan would have to do to get fired during the season. But Scotty Vegas 11 and a half, a little too rich for your blood. Or do you like the Buckeyes?
3: So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic today. I really am because this. This Michigan team has. I, I, you hate to say quit, but if you look at their last several games, like, they just lost by 30 on the road to a bad Rutgers team. Like, the, no, I shouldn't say a bad Rutgers team, but a Rutgers team near the bottom of the Big 10. And they lost by 30 to them. Uh, you know, and they've actually lost, uh, it looks like six games in a row. They lost by 20 at Nebraska. They lost by 29 at Illinois. They lost by 14 at Northwestern. They lost by 30. So they have been bad on the road. Really, really bad. And Ohio State's trending the absolute opposite direction, right? You and I were texting before the Nebraska game on Thursday because that's when we found out, all right, Bruce Thornton, about an hour and a half before the game, we found out Bruce Thornton was going to be out for that game. I was actually on my way to the shot. I took my son to the game. I was so excited to be back in the arena. And on the way to the arena... I was a little bit like, oh gosh, here we go. Oh no, Bruce is out. This is going to be awful. The the game I head back to go watch and he's going to be out. And then what happened? Ohio State came out and won the game. I mean, I, we were both surprised because without Bruce, we thought, Nebraska was probably the play Ohio State was still a slight favorite going into that game and Ohio State came away with the win but uh, that was that was wild to me and then obviously coming off the win against Purdue and coming off uh, the incredible win on the road against Michigan State this team is headed and trending in the right direction
4: because we'll talk more about this because you helped Ryan Baker and I nail a six leg parlay you also nailed it of course you came up with it I'm not even going to be mad that you told me bet the house on nebraska <laughs> the house is now, gone now now, now I, if they told you to jump off a bridge would you i mean, if scotty vegas did apparently i would because i just listen i'm like well, scotty told me to do it so i did i'm a robot <laughs> all right up next who is going to be ohio state's next permanent head basketball coach we're going to give our wish list and more that's coming up next on the money <laughs> Hollywood Casinos, Casinos on the money on the money
2: presented by Ohio for responsible gambling
0: coming up on ONN Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money on the money
2: presented by Ohio for responsible gambling
3: from ONN What an absolutely incredible Sunday in Columbus it's going to be a lot of fun We got big-time college hoops, Ohio State hosting Michigan in men's basketball. And then we also have today Ohio State and Iowa, the huge matchup in women's college basketball. That's going to be huge. So stick with us throughout the day here on The Fan. And uh, I'm going to do an on-the-money action update, which is brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Broken screen blues from throwing your phone after losing a bet. Visit a local Mobile Center store. Let's look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds. for the Ohio State-Michigan game today. Ohio State an 11.5 point favorite over Michigan, and Ohio State is minus 650 on the money line. Michigan, plus 475. The over-under on the game, is 143 and a half. we teased this last uh, last segment. Ryan, as soon as I got in here today, you and I were talking about this, and this is kind of the topic I'd said I could talk all day about this, and it's the Ohio State men's basketball coaching search. And so what we're going to do is we're going to break this up into two different segments here. We're going to do a list of who we think the next head coach is going to be here for Ohio State men's basketball, and the next segment we're going to do our three who are our wish our wish list of who the head coach will be going forward for Ohio State men's basketball so I think we got to start this out though with who we think it'll be some of the names that are being thrown out there and uh, the percentage chance that we think those guys are going to get it for me starting out with a who I think it'll be I think it's probably most likely scenario is Sean Miller right from from Xavier obviously he coached at Arizona, long time. It's a. It would be a hire that I'd be okay with, but not a, a hire I would do flips about. The second on my list is Lamont Paris. Lamont Paris has done a fantastic job. Might be national coach of the year with South Carolina. Has Ohio ties. Has Big Ten ties. So he's second on my list of who I think it could be. Third on my list is Dusty May. Dusty May, Florida Atlantic head coach, took him to the Final Four last year. Almost made it to the national championship game. He's third on my list, guys. That's my order. Miller, Paris, May, as far as who I think Ross Bjork is going to hire. Dave, what's your order uh, most likely to be hired to the third most likely to be hired?
4: I'll get to that in just a second. Regarding Dusty May, I'm surprised you have him on that he... Would be the third most likely. Here's why. I think he's waiting for Indiana.
3: I I believe that's a so I don't good think, chance too as well. So yeah, I I'd
4: have a tough time. He might be more on my. And we'll get to the wish list. Who we want next segment? But who? So I have the same one as you as far as far as my number and I think is most likely. And I I would not like this. Now I have heard there's a there is a major booster that is pushing back on this. Somebody I mean, who's very 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 very. Um, Embedded with the basketball team, we'll put it that way. A major donor is not on the Sean Miller bandwagon, but. That's still, that's the name I keep hearing the most. Yeah. So I'm with you. I would not like that. I, I, I mean, just check his record this year. Everybody talking, well, look what he was Xavier last year. Well, look what he's doing with Xavier this year. I know they've had some injuries, but I, I don't care. Um, I, I still, I, I maintain he cheated, clearly cheated at Arizona and still couldn't win big. Cheated with, you know, buying guys like uh, DeAndre Ayton and guys like that and still couldn't win big. All right. Um, I would, you know, I think Lamont Paris, I agree with you. That's number two. And then I have three kind of the, just because if if they strike out with, you know, their top two candidates, this guy would be a good hire. He's relatively young at 48. Josh shirts, who's doing a great job at Indiana state would be, you know, number three on my list. Cause I think there's no doubt he would come here, but he wouldn't be number one or two it would be like, that would be kind of like, okay, well we struck out with our top two guys. Um, that would be a good, like plan B.
3: Uh, I'm kind of surprised with your third. You were surprised with my third. I'm a little bit surprised. I think they'll shoot a little higher. I, You know, going mid-major, and I brought up F- Florida Atlantic. I need a mid-major. If, if you're going to go the mid-major to Ohio State route, I need, like, serious tournament success. And... You know, I don't think that's quite the case there. What if he brings Larry Bird as one of his assistant coaches being an Indiana okay, State guy? Okay, I could be guy. talked
5: into it. I, if he comes, he's got to be he's got to bring Cream Abdul Jabbar, <laughs> Ravi Avia. Yes. He's got to bring him a, with him. That's such a great nickname. <laughs> that is a great nickname for sure. All right, All right. who's your three most
3: likely? So guys, Ryan.
5: you guys think you guys are going to think I'm crazy? I already do well, this, with my not th- affect that. Here, yeah. But because I I am convinced. I don't know why I'm convinced that Ross Bjork is going to hire someone we are not talking about. Okay, I think it's going to be someone that is not on these lists of who it's going to be. I just think it's going to be an outside the box hire. Like nobody thought he was going to hire Buzz Williams. I don't think at Texas A and M. When he hired him, to I don't be the believe he made coach. that hire.
3: I don't believe he was the one who actually made. It. I think not? it was the AD before him okay. that made that hire.
5: Okay, maybe so, uh, but I just, I don't know. I just think we're all looking at this like, oh, it's like a Gene Smith hire again, and I think Ross Bjork is just going to be way different. My number one, I think, I think Scott Drew. At Baylor, you know, he's a guy that has done great there. I think he might swing big. Is this wish try- or No, think. this is not wish. Okay. This is not wish. This is totally different than my wish list. All right. Another one, and the age here might be a little detractor, but Randy Bennett from St. Mary's. He's been at St. Mary's a long time, never had a big-time coaching job, and maybe this is the place that could pull him away. I know he's a West Coast guy. but And then the other one, TJ, is it Otzelberger?
3: Yeah, Iowa
5: State. At Iowa State? Yeah. He's been really good at South Dakota State. Then he had a stop at UNLV. He was just okay. But what he's done with Iowa State is really good. I know he has family ties to Iowa State and everything. But I I just think Ross Bjork's going to go off the board. Digging into that, he has a huge buyout,
3: by the way. I think that's that's part of the problem for him. Randy Bennett, I have an issue with the age. He's been at St. Mary's forever.
5: But he's the same age as the guy that you really like that... Had his name surface a little bit this week in Mark Few. And we will get into that next because we are going to do our
3: wish list. We just did the three we think will be the most likely to be hired as the next Ohio State men's basketball coach. Next, we are going to do our wish list of who we want hired. That is next on On the Money.
0: This is Hollywood Casino's On the Money. On the Money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
0: From ONN. Hey, folks, it's game day, and the betting's going to be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave, but a good pregame routine keeps betting responsible. That's right. you got to pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play. To set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop. Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org.
1: Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com.
3: Do you have an oak tree in your yard? The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture is committed to advancing responsible tree care practices while preventing a fungal disease called oak wilt. They remind those who own and manage oak trees the best time to prune is November to early March. To find out more, there are over 1,000 qualified tree experts in Ohio. To find an ISA-certified arborist in your area, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org.
6: Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy real estate as is, fast for cash. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-614-472000. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-614-472000.
0: The fan. The fan. Ohio sports destination. You're listening to Hollywood Casino's
2: On the Money. On the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling
4: on ONN. Who will be Ohio State's next permanent head men's basketball coach? Could it be Jake Diebler? Tell you what, if they just went out, it'll, it'll be Jake Diebler. he yeah. went out like. Win the national championship. Ten games in
3: a row. Oh no! It'd be even more because you have the Big Ten tournament.
4: Right? I mean, let's just how about that? Seriously though, if, they, if he just takes them to the trying this <laughs> crazy. Steve though, Fisher, exactly. Well, that would be that would be fantastic. <laughs> An Ohio State man's going to coach Ohio State. Um, I tell you, we don't like uh, didn't like Bo, but I actually I, I actually kind of. Liked that. Like, Bill Frieder was leaving. Like, he announced he's leaving Michigan for Arizona State. And Bo's like, You're not staying on as the coach for the tournament, then. Steve Fisher, go win the national championship. A Michigan man will coach Michigan. I like, I like, kind of like that. Yeah. I hate, I hate it. Kind of feel dirty, like giving uh, them props for that. But uh, that was a good move by Bo. All right, let's get into our wish list. We want to be Ohio State's next head basketball coach. Um, okay, I'll go first here. Okay, so now. Okay, we're being reasonable. We were joking before the show. If we we're just going to be completely ridiculous, my wish list would be, you know, Brad Stevens. Uh, bring John Wooden back from the dead. And
3: Phil Jackson, and right? Yeah, <laughs> Phil
4: Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Jay Wright might not not even make my list if I'm if we're doing just crazy. But what's the realistic options? Maybe realistic-ish options. Okay. I really like Lamont Paris. I think he's my number one. I wow. really he sold okay. me. He has sold me because now he's an Ohio guy from Finley, played college basketball wooster, so he called played college basketball here in Ohio. Um, Big Ten ties when he was with Bo Ryan at Wisconsin for several years. Did a really good job at Chattanooga, his first head coaching job. Now in South, second year of South Carolina, he took over a mess. They had a losing record last year. Now he will he's locked up SEC coach of the year. He might be national coach of the year. They had a really nice win over Florida yesterday. And yeah, he's known as like a, a, a defensive stalwart, but like I, I was impressed with their offensive sets. You know, yeah, he's he's not a guy that wants you to take launch threes early in the uh, shot clock. Okay, I don't mind that. He plays a great brand of defense, and he mixes it up. And another thing, real quick on him, I was telling you about this. I love. To me, it's big how a head coach, whether it's basketball or football or whatever, how they carry themselves. Lamont Paris carries himself like it just a like he gets it. So he'd be my number one. Number two, now this, again, I keep using this caveat because it's, it's, it's very important. If you could tell me 100 percent he didn't put his hands on his wife, Chris Beard. Even this year, you look at Ole Miss, it's like he takes over a disaster at Ole Miss. Even this year, they're 20 and nine at Ole Miss. Now, a little misleading. They're like two games under 500 in the SEC, but just Chris Beard just wins wherever he goes. Now, that's a huge caveat. You'd have to tell me a hundred percent. He didn't put his hands on it. Now she says that she, you know, she exagged. she lied and he didn't put his hands on her, but who knows? You'd have to tell me a hundred percent. Okay. And then, uh, my third. Oh, man. am I going to cheat and go Jay Wright here. Um, You know know what? I'm going to go with Tommy Lloyd from Arizona.
3: Okay. I really like him. Yes. And this is your wish list, of course. This isn't who you think it'll necessarily be. Yeah, because he's a West Coast guy. I really don't think he's going to leave. And he just got a big extension at Arizona within the last month or so. So,
4: He he was a Gonzaga for like 20 years before finally going to Arizona. Right. He was
3: kind of like Mark Fuse, right-hand man. He was great at at, at, um, basically recruiting a lot of international guys to Gonzaga, and that was kind of his thing, and now he's brought that a little bit to Arizona. And Arizona's looking at being a one seed this year. I like your list, and I I find it interesting Lamont-Paris is not only on your, you think, he, he, again, last segment we did our top three coaches that you think it'll be. Lamont Paris was number two on that list for you. And he's number one on your wish list. And I think that's very interesting. I would, I would want Lamont Paris over Sean Miller. You and I Definitely. both had Sean Miller as the number one most likely to be hired. I would take Lamont Paris over him, and again, I think Lamont Paris is going to be National Coach of the Year with South Carolina this year. Here is my wish list, and I, I kept this relatively um, uh, possible, right? Instead of going with the the, the the dream, like which you know the the Brad Stevens and and things like that. John Wooden from the dead, yeah, John Wooden from the dead, and Phil Jackson, <laughs> you know all those. But here is mine, and this name actually popped up this week, and Mark Few from Gonzaga, and I thought more about. About it Because initially I was like, this is probably a play by Mark Few's guys to try and get Mark Few more money at Gonzaga because he's making less than $2 million and he is one of the top coaches in all of college basketball. But his name did kind of get floated. There's some talk about him maybe asking some different people in the Big Ten about the Ohio State situation. So uh, Mark Few is on my wish list because I think he is one of the top five coaches in all of college basketball. And I think it's relatively realistic. I don't think it's Going to happen. That I think it will stay out there. That'd be interesting.
4: Be huge. That'd right? be awesome, man. That, a, that, that, you talk about swinging for the fences. I would yep. love that.
3: Yes. Yeah. And that would be a Ross Bjork home run grand slam higher. The other one, and and I know Ryan had this on the most likely list. I have it more on my wish list. Is Scott Drew from Baylor. Look, he's won a national championship in the last few years. And he's got Baylor humming again. And they're a top 10 team this year or top 15 team. Just beat Kansas yesterday. I like Scott Drew. And then the third name out there, and this is a name that's kind of come out up in the past when ohio state was looking for coaches is billy donovan and i know he had he's been in the nba a long time now uh but we remember back to the days of florida there's been a little bit of talk chatter about would this guy get back into college coaching probably not that's why i have him on my wish list more so than my realistic list but i have billy donovan so mark few scott drew who i think have okay shot maybe of of actually being the guy and then billy donovan being also on my wish list
4: and we gotta pay some bills real quick we'll come yeah. back and we'll get ryan's thoughts but real quick on scott drew there's also a deep jake diebler connection with the drew yes, family there is so that's my pie in the sky is get a coach like you know whoever comes in whether it's like a chris beard or a you know scott drew my dream scenario and i know it's not likely would be keep Jake Diedler yeah. on as the top assistant. Now, Scott Drew, that might be realistic because, you know, obviously Jake played for his father, also coached under his brother, yep. Bryce Drew. All right, when we come back, we're going to get Ryan's wish list. That's coming up next on The Money.
0: More of Hollywood, Hollywood Casinos, Casino's on, the on The Money. On The Money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
0: Coming up on ONN. donations Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On
2: the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling from ONN.
3: Ah, uh, what a beautiful day in Columbus. The weather's supposed to be spectacular today. I actually don't care that much about the weather because I'm going to be inside watching basketball, and I can't wait to do it. OSU women's today, play in Iowa, and then OSU and Michigan in men's, both huge games. But we're going to do an On the Money Action update, and this On the Money Action update's brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Want to watch the big game during your kids' exciting sporting events or bored at work, then pick up a port- Portable charger at the Mobile Center, so you'll never run out of the juice. We're going to look at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the Ohio State women's game today against Iowa. Ohio State is a six and a half point underdog, and uh, they're plus plus. 260 on the money line. The total, this is what I love about Ohio State women is the, the <laughs> style of play. Yes. You get a lot of points. So the total for the game, the over-under, is 170 and a half. And this is how dominant, guys, the Ohio State women's team has been. 14 straight conference games. They were 8-0 and against the spread in the month of February. I said it last segment. I said Good teams win. Great teams cover. The Ohio State women's basketball team has not just been winning, they have been covering games. So love it. Going to be a fun day here in Columbus with hoops. We're going to stick with the hoops topic this segment and we're talking a little bit about the OSU men's coaching search. Dave and I previously gave the, the names that we thought were the most likely uh, to be named head coach. We both had Sean Miller number one as most likely. We both had Lamont Paris as number two in our most likely list. Then we did our wish list. I included Mark Few and Scott Drew and uh, Dave, you included. Included Lamont Paris in there, and you also were talking about Scott Drew. Now we're gonna
5: get to Ryan and your three wish list names. So my three really haven't changed this whole time. Bruce Pearl has always been my number one. I love Bruce Pearl. I think he's won everywhere. I think, uh, Bruce Pearl, would you want to get an atmosphere in the shot? You're going to get an atmosphere in the shot with Bruce Pearl. So, the, I mean, he's my, he's always been my number one. I know the buyout is pretty big. Uh, you guys both mentioned this guy a little bit and it's a pie in the sky, but this is what we want, right? I mean, Brad Stevens would be number two. It It isn't happening. But, I love it. You know, that's that's what I would want. And then my number three has still been Chris Gent. And I don't think it's because, I mean, obviously a little bit of it is the Buckeye ties, but I'm not wishing for Scooney Penn, who's thrown his hat into the ring for this job. I just think Chris Gent was a grinder as a player, and he's been a grinder as a coach. He's been an assistant here before. He's got assistant experience in the NBA at multiple stops. He even has some head coaching experience as well. I just think he's a grinder. And if you want a guy that's going to give you 120%, I don't think there's any doubt Chris Gent would do that.
4: I'm glad you brought his name up because, as I've said on the show before, and we hadn't brought his name up at all, so I'm glad you brought him up. I would definitely give him an interview. Let's say I'm Ross Bjork and I get five interviews. You know, you can do as many as you want. It's not like an official visit thing. (laughs) You only get five official visits. You can interview 100 people if you want, but let's say you narrow it down to five. Gent would be on my list. I'm bringing him in. And not just out of respect, because like Ryan said, I'm not sitting here, and I love Terrence Dials. He's on the staff right now. It's not just that he's the next buckeye I'm not saying, like, let's make Terrence Dials the head coach. Like, I don't even think TD would even want that job. Um, he, he's very happy being an assistant, made a lot of money overseas playing basketball. But Chris Gent, for everything that Ryan said, is it should be at least a candidate in my opinion
3: interesting so for me with Gent when I initially heard the name I was like no thank you but then I thought more about it and the connection with LeBron James going forward could potentially be a huge thing especially with NIL being an, such an important thing uh, with the success of all programs now going forward is what kind of relationship would LeBron James have with Ohio State going forward if Chris Gent is named head coach would he be very involved because that would Be a potential big thing for Chris Jen. Now, the other thing that we need to talk about is Jake DeBoer because what Jake DeBoer has done over the last couple weeks has been spectacular. Mm -hmm. I love love what Jake's done over the last couple of weeks not just the coaching adjustments in game because I think those have been fantastic uh I, I've been very impressed with that number two his interactions and his sideline demeanor I love yes I love how passionate he is on that sideline I love how he interacts with the players i everything that has happened over the last two weeks, I've been all about what Jake. He carries himself well. We were just yes. talking about
4: that, right? And some people can be like energetic, all the all the stuff you're talking about, but it's not really genuine. It's genuine with him. Yeah, I I have mixed emotions about it. Sure. Now, now he, let's get back to this. What would it take for Jake Diebler yep. to retain this job? Let's get into that next on the money. This
0: is Hollywood Casinos on
2: the money. On the money, presented by Ohio for responsible gambling
0: from ONN. You're listening to Hollywood Casinos
2: on the money. On the money, presented by Ohio for responsible gambling
4: on ONN. All right, what would it take for Jake Deebler to have that interim interim tag removed by Ross Bjork going into the 2024-25 season? Now. My initial reaction is like, no, let's not overreact. But what would it take, though? What where would we draw the line here? Let's say, because I would have put—I'm not even joking. This is not an exaggeration. When when Holtman was fired and Diebler took over, I was thinking the chance of Ohio State making the NCAA tournament was zero point zero 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 one percent, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and I still—it's still—it's mi- still minute. I mean, they're still n- not going to make the tournament. But let's just let's say they did. For whatever reason, whether that means you know they win enough, they win out in the regular season, win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament, and that gets them an at-large bid, which is insane to even think about. Um, but if they win these next two games, they'll finish nine and eleven in Big Ten play, which is that it's crazy to say. That's actually not a horrible record for the Big Ten. Um, if they get to the tournament, is that enough in your book?
3: Uh, probably not quite, but look, I, I've been kind of obsessing over the last couple of days trying to figure out how the Buckeyes can get into the tournament and I've kind of come across the number uh, like a magic number like how you do in baseball of four more wins that's to me how Ohio State can get back in the tournament because right now their net ranking which the NCAA tournament committee goes by really specifically is 60 okay that's where they are as far as the net ranking if they win four straight and it's so funny because I'm like I was watching like Santa Clara scores because Ohio State played Santa Clara and beat them on a neutral court I was watching Alabama really hoping Alabama was going to Gonna beat Tennessee yesterday because I thought, oh, that might bump Ohio State's net ranking up one or two, and but in Minnesota's like sitting there right there as as they're seventy seven in their net rankings. If they move up two, then it's a quad two win for Ohio State instead of a quad three win. So. Like, there's a lot of little specifics that you, you can look to. The Oakland Golden Grizzlies, your regular season Horizon League right, champ. Ohio right. State
4: knocked them off. That's too. right.
3: That's right. Let's go. But it is funny. You know, you're looking at all these little things, but I do think it's four wins. I think that's the magic number. You have to. uh, You obviously have to win today against Michigan. All right, you're an eleven point, eleven and a half point favorite, and then you've got Rutgers on the road, and that's a very winnable game. You win that, and then I think it's two conference tournament games, which would get them to the Big Ten semifinal. If you get those four then I think there's a really good shot Ohio State will be in the tournament.
4: An at-large Ohio State team in the tournament. Okay.
3: If you were to lose and at Rutgers, lo- you still need four wins in my mind, and in that case, you got to get to the Big Ten Final. championship game of the Big Ten tournament. Okay. So That's say, the route.
4: However they get to the tournament, but they lose first round, okay, that's not enough to promote Jake Debo at the age of 37. Still a small sample size. All right. He gets them to the tournament,
3: and they win a game. Okay, is that enough? At that point, to me, a, it would be. It's about who you could potentially land, right? If you're Brad Stevens, if yeah, <laughs> if you have <laughs> Mark Few, then I don't. Uh, then it probably doesn't matter what the run is for Jake Deeber He could get to the Sweet Sixteen, and you're not giving it to him. If you've got a Mark Few or a Scott Drew lined up, then it's like, well, you know what? Thank you so much. We want you to be the top assistant. Sis, got you got to probably the Sweet won't 16. be. Yeah, I know, but even even so, you you would have a grand slam home run higher with a Mark Few or a Scott Drew. Now, if he were to make a tournament run and then you know, your options are Sean Miller or Dusty May or Jake Diebler, then I think the answer is Jake Deebler because then you don't have the grand slam easy hire and so I think Jake Diebler, with the run to the tournament would be the guy so he would be the guy if they make the tournament make a run and don't have a grand slam guy in mind I just feel like if he and
4: this is like almost insane that we're even talking about it this is. seriously
3: if he gets to the sweet
4: 16 I don't know how you don't I mean because what if he's the next superstar coach yeah he's 37 years old and then you get rid of him but if you After have Mark t- Few, mark few I would that would be and Scott drew Scott drew He's won a national championship in the last three years. He did. That was a. Th- now, he put it together, though. That, that was a stack, and he beat it. a really good Gonzaga team. Gonzaga was actually favored, I believe. They were at least the number one overall seed. Maybe Baylor was favored by the time they played. That was supposed to be a really good game, and Baylor blew them out. Yep. Yeah, you're right. If you've won a national championship. I don't know. You're Guys, right. If, you're right. Go ahead, if, Go ahead if, Ryan.
5: If. If you don't think Jake Deebler is a home run hire, regardless of what he does here, if he's a home run hire, you hire. If he's not, you don't, and you find a home run hire. Like, I, I don't know if I like the qualifying, and I'm the guy who thought he had no chance to get this job. And now I think there might actually be a path to him getting the job. But if he's, if, if we're not talking about Jake Deebler as a home run hire, we can't hire him to me. If what? he gets them there to the Sweet no 16, that,
4: that would that would be one of the best like little over a month coaching jobs that I've ever seen. Absolutely. They were let I me mean, to say that they were left for dead is the understatement of the century. Let
3: me bring if, this up.
4: Again, we're talking about if he takes them to the Sweet 16 of the <laughs> yes. tournament. Yeah, we're not, we're <laughs> we're not thinking something that a coach couldn't do. Like <laughs> he, he would then he, uh, to me I would give him the job then. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean,
3: yeah, sweet 16 real quick before we take a break, because next segment, we're going to talk about college hoops odds because we're going to try and make you a lot of money next segment. But before that, so on Valentine's Day, there were betting odds of who the next head coach was going to be. The favorite at that point was Lamont Paris at plus 250. Sean Miller Four to one, Dusty May, five to one, Chris Mack, which we haven't heard that name at all, <laughs> seven to one, and then Buzz Williams, eight to one. Those were your top five uh odds makers put this together as the most likely next head basketball coach. I still think Lamont Paris and Sean Miller are still probably your two most likely. All right, when we come back, we hit a big parlay, all three of us hit a big parlay yesterday. We're gonna try and do it again. We're gonna give you those teams next on On the Money.
0: Hollywood, Hollywood Casinos, Casino's on the money, on the money.
2: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
0: Coming up on ONN. Hey folks, it's game day and the betting's going to be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave. But a good pre-game routine keeps betting responsible. That's right. You got to pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play. To set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop.
5: Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org.
4: Springtime is here, and you know what that means. It's time for Mulch Madness. Did you know that too much mulch is bad for trees and shrubs? Two inches of mulch is plenty. Anymore, and you risk causing roots to grow up and around trunks, which increases unhealthy stress, shortens tree life, and even keeps moisture from getting down to tree roots. To find out more about Mulch Madness, or to find a certified arborist near you, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org.
1: Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your health team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com
0: fan ohio sports destination now back to hollywood casinos on the money on the money
2: presented by ohio for responsible gambling from onn
4: now ryan baker we have a very high opinion of scotty vegas you and i do Um, regardless but then he's making us money yesterday scotty vegas making dollars SVMD, Scotty Vegas making dollars. I love it.
3: That was a fun little run. You know, this. what we did was we put together a little six-game parlay in college hoops, and the way we kind of built this thing out... You did it. ...was games throughout the day. One game at noon, one game at two, two games at four o'clock, one game at six o'clock, one game at eight o'clock. And that eight o'clock game was Purdue and Michigan State. Those first five ended up coming through. You and I, we were, we were going back Back and forth with the reverse psychology. Our favorite kind of re, the uh, psychology. It's the best of the psychologies. And uh, Because early on, it was not looking great with Kentucky. Kentucky was getting beat. And they end up coming back and win. And we were we were declaring that game over. And then it went to uh, North Carolina and North Carolina State. And we were declaring how North Carolina was trash. And it was over. And we were done. And then, of course, North Carolina came back and won big. And then I loved your comment about Purdue. You gotta you gotta let people know that one. Oh yeah,
4: with Purdue, like that, that was the last one we need, and we're like, you know, Purdue's terrible. They have no chance at winning, again, in the spirit of reverse psychology. They don't even know what a big drum looks like at Purdue. <laughs> They've never even heard of like an engineering school at Purdue. Just just being irreverent as we like to do.
3: Right. And so a- at the end of the day, we end up winning the six way parlay, but we also took Michigan State plus ten and a half in the very last game. So not only did we win the original, we won the middle the hedge because Michigan State ended up losing by six all right here's the play in my mind for today and this is a uh, again a conservative money line parlay we're starting out with UConn at noon and then we're grabbing St. Peter's at two o'clock yep St. Peter's it. is in the parlay and then we're obviously adding in Ohio State money line we're throwing in Indiana State money line there you go. Belmont is our 5 o'clock feature. Hello, Nashville. Belmont over Evansville. And then we're getting to the later games, the one I'm probably most concerned about in the entire parlay, but we're throwing in Nebraska at home over Rutgers on the money line. And then the last game will be Colorado over Stanford. Guys, we're getting over 1-1. to We're getting about plus 150 on the odds on that parlay. Let's go big. Let's run it again. And we will
4: repeat that at the start of next hour, maybe again, so Scotty Vegas can make you guys some money, too, like he likes to make us money. All right, the first hour of the show is in the books. If you are listening on 97.1 The Fan, stick around for the second hour. This is On The Money.
0: scotty's kids don't ask how his day was they ask if all his bets won
2: you're listening to on the money presented by espn bet the official sports book of espn
4: welcome back to on the money 97.1 the fan i am dave biddle i am joined by the one and only scott prokop we like to call him scotty vegas we have ryan baker at the controls the the jack of all trades, master of all. Yes, yeah, the, the old phrase is uh, "jack of all trades, master of none." Ryan Baker. Jack of all trades, master of all.
3: Yeah, and I even caught a little audible for him a little bit on this parlay party because usually we have this parlay party music but because... Yeah, there we go! Be- because this is a college basketball Saturday or Sunday at On The Money, we are bringing up the CBS tournament music which just puts a smile on my face. So let's do the parlay party where we celebrate anything in sports that we want to and guys, I'm celebrating the fact that we have an incredible Incredible day of college hoops. Ohio State women get it started playing Iowa in uh, women's basketball and then we've got the men's taking on michigan later today it's just going to be a fantastic day the weather's fantastic outside but again i don't care about the weather outside because i'm going to be spending my day inside watching hoops it is march the other thing i'm celebrating guys is i am so proud so this last uh several weeks i've been coaching my daughter's uh basketball team fourth fifth sixth grade we made it all the way to the championship, and what an experience it was! It was so much fun. Our team really came together. We had a little banquet. We all got our trophies at the end, and it was so fun. Uh, just had so much fun coaching these girls, and we—it was just a blast. If you are, if you have the opportunity to coach youth sports, just the rewarding experience it is. It's spectacular. So had so much fun. Coaching Team Nacho Cheese. All right, Ryan, what are you celebrating? Way to go,
5: Team Nacho Cheese. That is fantastic. Guys. We're about to hit, like, the best month, month and a half stretch run of sports here. I mean, it's March Madness for all levels of sports right now. High school, college, you know, even in the pros, we're getting the playoff push, obviously. Uh, So March Madness is here. We've got baseball starting up. Uh, Like I said, playoff races, NBA, NHL. The Masters is coming up. I know you're excited about that, Scotty. So we're about to hit a hell of a stretch run here in the sports world world i mean how can i not be excited about the scotty vegas parlay train that happened yesterday it wasn't just us three people on twitter they were doing it too i saw when they won money so scotty vegas winning money for all yesterday and then guys for me personally you know i am a big hockey nerd and i just found out that this weekend i'm gonna get to call the state hockey championships for the ohsaa uh so that is uh pretty exciting to me pretty pumped about that so uh dave how about you I'm happy for you about the hockey. It's
4: I know you love like broadcasting, so it's uh, two of your favorite things coming together. Doing the hockey, I know that you love doing high school football. So good for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for Team Nacho Cheese. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And like that's and I know a lot of times in, in like youth sports, it's like fourth and fifth or fifth and sixth. This is fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah. I mean, your daughter's what fifth fifth grade? Yep. So she's right in the middle. Yep. Yep. And I know. Like last year when you coached, right? There was teams like stacking the box. You know. Oh, yeah. You know where like these would load up on these all star teams, and your daughter's in fourth. Grade, trying to play these sixth graders yeah so good for your daughter and her team and congrats to you and yeah i am celebrating scotty vegas sitting around like am getting ready i'm like yeah, okay not really much on at noon eventually there's gonna be some good basketball and scotty drops a text to me and ryan and he's like hey if you want to ride along here's a little six leg parlay i came up with i'm like yeah scotty suggested uh, i'm i'm gonna ride with it and it, and it paid off scotty making us dollars, and and making the good people that listen to On The Money money.
3: You know, it was... I'm so glad that we had so many people follow the bet, but it also brought a lot of pressure because I'm sitting there during the Kentucky game, and the words that were coming out of my mouth during that Kentucky, because they they were up, and then I was texting you, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy crap, they're down eight now with eight minutes to go. We're going to lose
4: this. That's when the reverse psychology started. We started being ridiculous, and when Kentucky won, we were like, see? Yeah. Okay, we got to keep this going. That was fun. Oh, God. Duke has no chance. Have they ever won anything?
5: I was I was busy yesterday, so I looked at my phone and I'm like, "There's 30 text messages. What's going on?" All right, we yes. we kept getting like like we got
4: progressively more ridiculous with each text. That's what we do. Then we got, like, yeah, we eventually got to Purdue and like they don't even know what a big drum looks like at Purdue, <laughs>
3: idiots. Well, let's run it again today, guys. I really feel good about this little uh, parlay I put together. Very similar structure where we're going with relatively easy money line parlays early. You. Con over Seton Hall. Then we're grabbing St. Peter's at 2 o'clock because that's what we do. We grab St. Peter's at 2 o'clock. And then we're going to go with Ohio State and Indiana State. Again, all these are money line just to win the game. Those are your 4 o'clock games. And then Belmont's at 5. Nebraska at 6.30 is probably the most dangerous of this entire parlay. And then Colorado wraps things up at 9 o'clock. And so here's the deal. It's the same format. If we get to that last game, that Colorado game, then we will head edge and take Stanford in the points so that we can win both ways so we could win the original bet and we can win the middle which is exactly what happened yesterday with we won the original bet and then we took Michigan State plus 10 and a half so then we took what was a good betting win into a great win because we won both ways that's kind of the the format and kind of the uh the way to do it so that's our parlay for today but yeah that was a fun ride.
4: I like uh, when you give us more credit than we deserve.
3: You deserve credit. No, the reverse psychology got us where we needed to go.
4: Okay, that's where I step in with my PhD in reverse psychology. I believe I was. I believe I was the first. I think so. Think. I mean, obviously now it's caught on. Everybody wants to be a a reverse psychologist, but. uh, Listen, I, I pioneered the uh, the field, and it's worked for us. When I sit there and get all like, you know, actually like nervous and like, you know, actually a mad that 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 tend that doesn't really work out. But if you be like sarcastic. Oh, man, like, like today, like Michigan's do, Don't you feel like? I mean, oh, yeah. Jawan Howard is just a great coach. Great guy, too. <laughs> um, treats his staff well. Treats opponents well. I mean, he's hey, hey he's Chicago-raised. Class raised. act. Definitely. Throws
3: a good slap.
4: Definitely, definitely. Did things right when he was in college, doing things right now. And, and frankly, I just think it's been a series of bad luck for Michigan. And, and obviously, obviously, they're due. They're due. And they're Ohio due. State's having this little look. Jake Deebler run. Okay, whatever. It's I mean, over. I mean, Michigan's not only going to cover the spread. They're probably going to win outright by 30.
5: I love it. You know, right, you're know, you starting to make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The funny
3: thing this is... This is heavy
4: reverse psychology, isn't it?
3: The funny thing is, when you are sports betting and going through a day of, of parlays, all the different... Emotions that go through your mind. It's, it really is a roller coaster, right? Cause you start out and I'm watching Florida Atlantic and that one was kind of a coast to a victory. And you're like, okay, I'm building a little confidence with my early. Play. I noticed that
4: you had the, the, yeah. Yeah. Throw the, e- a, the easy ones first. Kentucky almost wasn't an easy And then, one.
3: then you get a little bit of confidence and then you get to the Kentucky game and then you're angry, right? Cause they're, they're behind and you throw out the reverse psychology. I had, I had so much pent up energy. I hopped on the treadmill. I was like running on the treadmill during the game and like sweat coming off. My wife came downstairs to ask me a question. Cause we had a, a kid's birthday party for the kids to go to next door. And I'm like, honey, honey, I, 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 at this point, I have got to get this energy to make sure Kentucky wins this game. Cause there's a lot on the line here. We
4: don't want angry Scotty Vegas at a kid's birthday party right, right now. Okay. Right.
3: So you're going to have to go pick up the present yourself. <laughs> um, and, and so then you get through that and then it's like, okay. We got 10 minutes. We got 10 minutes till the next game starts. And it's Auburn, and I'm worried about that. And it's North Carolina. And NC State is having the ball bounce off the rim, then off the backboard, then off somebody's head, and still find a way to go in. And all these threes are going in. And I'm losing my mind again. I had just relaxed, got the energy out from running on the treble. But now we're back at the high energy level of, oh my gosh, NC State is going to screw me against North Carolina. Well, then that ends up finally coming through okay and then we head to the next game and it's like oh boy here we go it's gonna be bad it's gonna be bad duke's gonna suck it's gonna lose but then duke just kind of coasts oh duke got a huge yeah they were up like 14 to the point immediately.
4: Where, i think and you even took like virginia like plus 16 and a half I just did. So got a little extra because because like, yep. duke was up like 40 to 15 that's another thing that we were joking about like yeah. duke's terrible they're only up 40 to 15 how have they given up 15 points and a half <laughs>
3: oh my gosh and then you get to the last game and it's like well you know this was a fun ride but this ain't happening but the just the emotions of a parlay i mean that that could be a full psychology study right there of just an entire day of emotions watching these games
4: yes and it paid off it did it paid off yeah um all right back to jake diebler so we talked about this a little bit so you're at it would depend on who's available yeah even if he gets to the Sweet 16, you're not 100% sold that you would keep him because if you can get Mark Few, it's like, well, thanks for getting us to the Sweet 16, Jake Diebler, which is insane to me that we're even talking about that. Thanks for getting us <laughs> to the Final Four, but we're moving on. <laughs> to me, if he just makes the tournament, I mean, that might be enough for me. You're right. Though. I mean, I hear what you're saying, though. If you know, because these things all happen through back channels. I'm not breaking news there. If, if Mark Few wants to come here and Ross Bjork wants him, which I'm sure the latter would be true if the former is, They already both know that. They already both know that right now. Yes. Okay, so if that is out there, I I would like that. People might say, well, come on, Mark Fuse never broken through at Gonzaga. Come on. Oh, I mean,
3: a couple of Final Fours, championship name, game performance. Yes. Uh, yes. Atkins, right.
4: And I know, like, a lot of times, like, they'll be, you know, I've even said it, like, they do tend to underachieve in the tournament. I get that. But he's still so consistent. And again, another guy to carry, I lo- it's important to me how you carry yourself. He carries himself like a champ.
3: Well, and here's the deal most likely, and, and we're bringing up Mark Few because his name was kind of thrown out there as potentially kind of asking around in the Big Ten a little bit about the Ohio State job. And, And... I honestly think probably the play is Mark Few is going to use that to make more money at Gonzaga. I mean, look, he, he makes less than $2 million. I think Ohio State would probably be able to double or triple his salary at, at Ohio State. But I, look, this is a guy who's been on the West Coast for years and years, his entire life. So for him to move from, you know, Gonzaga to Ohio State, it would be a significant move as far as location goes. And he's recruited out on the West Coast. So. The likelihood to me is just he's using this potentially to get more money at Gonzaga. That happens. Coaches do this all the time, right? Where you use a, a position out there as, oh, they want me. You make more money. So that I think that's the case with Mark Few. But if it's not, if Mark Few is truly interested, then I think no matter what Jake DeBoer does, Mark Few would be the guy. Now, for Jake DeBoer to get it, I think obviously Ohio State has to make the tournament. And to get to the tournament, in my opinion, Dave, it's four wins. And Ohio State has Michigan and Rutgers to end the regular season. And then I think they would probably have to win two games in the Big Ten tournament, get to the Big Ten semis, and then they would most likely be an at-large spot. Is that, in your mind, kind of what they need to do to get in as well? I think that would do because right now
4: they're sitting at, what,
3: 60 in the net standings? 60 in the net.
4: I, I would have to do the math. Now, Michigan's not going to help them no matter what. Ha- I mean, obviously, if you lose to Michigan, that'd be catastrophic. You're done. Um, that's not going to help your ranking because Michigan is terrible. Um, Rutgers wouldn't hurt it at all, and then you win two in the Big Ten tournament. Get to, So four straight wins, would that get them in the top? You'd have to be in the top 40 to be in an at-large, I would think. because that sound about right? Yeah be in the top four that would probably get them right on the bubble at least, I would think. They're already sixtieth. People might be surprised. Like Ohio State's sixtieth. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's seven and eleven in the Big Ten, which still is not good. But if they finished nine and eleven in the Big Ten, they had a decent non conference record. They probably would be right around 40th. I can't believe we're talking. There's, yeah, I mean, now are they going to win four straight games? Probably not, but who knows? I, I, we didn't think they'd beat Purdue. We didn't think they'd win at the Breslin Center. I thought Nebraska was going to beat them, especially me without too. Thornton. I even doubled down at halftime. Mm-hmm. They proved me wrong twice. Me <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, no Thornton. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I, I think Nebraska's going to win this game outright. Ohio State was favored even after they announced Thornton's out. Then at halftime, I'm like, this isn't sustainable. They don't have Bruce. Like, battle's on fire. That's not going to continue in the second half. Or he'll get even hotter in the second half. Where are they going to find scoring from? Well, they're going to find it from battle with his career night. They're going to find it from Gale. They're going to find it from Devin Royal, who should have been playing more the entire year like we've been talking about. Um, it's just so much fun that we're even in
3: this spot. So here's my thought selection committee ncaa tournament selection committee i'm going to make a case real quick because a lot of times they take into account when players are injured throughout the year and you know that's that kind of goes through their mind how about this selection committee we had an incompetent coach for four months Let's uh, let's take into that into consideration because once we got rid of him, uh, this team has been fantastic. Now, looking back at the resume, Ohio State has that win over Purdue, who's a one seed, and they have a neutral site win over Alabama, who right now is projected as a three seed. So those are two big things on the resume that not a lot of teams have. Obviously, they have a lot of stuff they still need to do uh, to get in the picture, but uh, I just love that we're sitting here on, Ma- on March 3rd with a relevant basketball game because two or three weeks ago i would have never believed that we'd be in march watching men's basketball thinking about a tournament
4: up next we're going to switch gears we're going to do some this or that that's coming up next on the money
0: head to 971 the to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts wasting time has never been easier the fan ohio sports destination T. Biddle was caught trying to bet on office ping-pong matchups. You're listening to On The Money.
2: Presented by ESPN Bet. The
3: official sports book of ESPN. A high in the 60s today. Oh, I love it. It is March, and this is one of those days where it's so nice. Maybe you bring the TV outside. Maybe you got a little patio. Bring the TV out and watch uh, basketball all day. Or listen to the fan all day from your patio, and that might be the way to do it. A reminder, sports are fast. Betting shouldn't be, which is why it's important to set limits, know the risks, and pause before you play. To learn more, visit pausebeforeyouplay.org. And this On the Money Action Update is brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Bundling home internet with your existing wireless plan has never been easier. Stop in to a local mobile center and find out more. We're going to look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook Odds For the Ohio State women's basketball game today. And Ohio State is a six and a half point underdog at Iowa and on the money line Ohio State is plus 260 the total for the game is 170 and a half Ohio State has won 14 straight conference games they were actually 8 and 0 against the spread in the month of February all as favorites love it can't wait for the hoops day today but now it is time for this or that Ryan let's hit it
5: in a dump, yo
3: All right, guys, this is a segment where you get with this or you get with that. And we're going to go college hoops. And it seems like there's a consensus of three great teams in men's college basketball, Purdue, UConn, and Houston. They are locks to be the one seeds. And then you got some other teams like Arizona, Tennessee, North Carolina battling to maybe get that fourth one seed. But I'm going to ask you guys this. Are you getting with Purdue, UConn, or Houston will win the national championship? Or are you getting with the field will win the national championship this year?
4: I am getting with the field. And is this something that we could bet on? legit? If we could, I I might go relatively... It probably will be
3: once the bracket comes out.
4: I would probably go relatively big on the field, because while those are the three best teams, none of them are a juggernaut, as we know firsthand by Purdue... And look at some of the close calls Purdue has had as well. I'm not just talking about the Ohio State game that they lost. Um, And I think, you know, a team that, like, is not even in that top three that I really like is Arizona. So you're giving me Arizona plus the rest of the field. I'm definitely taking the field. And that is is even money. I'm definitely going to. Drop at least like $5 on that, like a, at least, at least a Lincoln, at least a Lincoln.
3: Well, for me, Dave, I, like I, I do like UConn a lot. Out of the three at the top, I like UConn, but I would take the field too. And the team I'm kind of staring at that out at there is Tennessee. I think Tennessee is very good. And then another one we watched them yesterday, and I know they struggled a little bit for a while, but Kentucky has a high ceiling. They can score like like you wouldn't believe. like they, they might be down by 8 with 8 minutes to go, but then they might win the game by 15 points. That's how
5: good they are offensively and how they can catch fire. So I would take the field as well. What about you, Ryan? Guys, I think this question could almost be UConn or Houston in the field because I don't think Purdue personally has any shot at all at winning this thing. Uh, Scotty, you know I'm pretty high on Houston. I like them a lot here. I've actually got a little sprinkle on them and something, but I would take the field as well. I think there's too many good baskets teams out there to uh, not bet the field over just three teams.
4: All right. Now, you guys aren't big Saturday Night Live fans, I know, and I I don't even sit down and watch Saturday Night Live, but I love weekend update I always have. And a lot of times I'm doing show prep Sunday morning. Um, I'll pull up. You know the clip on YouTube from the previous night's Weekend Update. I love it, and Colin Jost and Michael Che they do a great job. Colin Jost is going to go down as one of the best Weekend Update anchors. So that's my question: You guys getting with Norm McDonald is the best Weekend Update anchor ever? Or are you getting with someone else?
3: Oh man, I got to go with Norm. I-, I love Norm. Like I still will occasionally go back and watch clips, you know, on YouTube and stuff of Norm. Whatever he did, I love. So I got to go with Norm. I am also going Norm McDonald. He is the best, you're right. You can and, and they're,
4: they're, they're still so funny. They're still so funny and he he, he really picked on OJ and Madonna a lot, uh, but they're still so funny these clips of Norm McDonald. Just go watch, uh, you know, after our show, of course, um, you know, watch some of these Norm McDonald clips on the best of Norm McDonald on Weekend Update. Hilarious. Now, Dennis Miller, I remember growing up, I love Dennis Miller. He did a great job. Um, there's been many more. There's some that are before my time that I'm not even having on my list because that's they were before my time. But Colin Jost is really, really good. But I'm getting with Norm Macdonald.
5: Guys, I don't think I've watched Saturday Night Live since Chris Farley died, just in protest to him because he was so great. Um, I will say I see some of these weekend updates, uh, sometimes the new ones on the Twitter machine, and uh, the one with Deion Sanders earlier in the year was hilarious. (laughs) One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, If you have not watched that and you're a sports fan, you need to go watch that, but Norm MacDonald, classic. you got to go with Norm. You
2: can give this or you can give it
5: back. So, Scotty, you were putting the numbers out there for that Ohio State women's game today. Yep. The over under is 170.5. That's amazing. The Ohio State men's over under today is 143.5. That's how good these women's teams are. Luckily, we don't have to make this decision. But if we did and you could only watch one oh, today, gosh. are you getting with the Ohio State women's game or are you getting with the Ohio State men's?
4: To me, this is easy because. I hate to put it like this, but there's really nothing on the line in the women's game. Ohio State's already clinched the outright Big Ten Championship. This is just going to be the Caitlin Clark show. She's probably going to get every call. It doesn't matter. Ohio State's clinched the Big Ten Championship. They've clinched a, a number one seed in the big dance, in my opinion. There's no way you're going to be the outright Big Ten champs and and be number two in the country, even if they lose a game or two, um, especially to Iowa. Definitely, it's Ohio State and Michigan just slapping Jawan Howard around a little more. Maybe I shouldn't use the term slap with Jawan, huh? But seriously, for me, it's the Jake Diebler show beating Michigan at the shot got to be the the men.
3: Yeah, it's the men for me too. A lot of the same reasons because Ohio, Ohio State women have been so dominant that they are going to be a one seed, uh, but also for the fact that, gosh, it, it's still Ohio State, Michigan. You know, this is still I remember when Ohio State lost at Michigan up in Ann Arbor earlier this year and how angry I was during that game <laughs> yeah. and just the, the fire that was coming out of my ears. I, I just I can still remember that anger. You called it a must win and you were right. Yeah.
4: I mean, you can't Lose to that Michigan team. Yeah. Right,
3: right. And so, yes, I want the payback today. And honestly, I, I, I really, really feel pretty confident Ohio State should not only win the game, but should win the game relatively big. So, yeah, I'm going to be, I, look, you're trying to rank our kids here, right? You know, we're trying to rank between two things we're absolutely going to be loving and watching. Uh, but I would, I would go men's game. Guys,
5: 12-year-old me is going to smack me right now, but I would watch the Ohio State-Iowa game. I'm not going to lie. Caitlin Clark has a chance to pass Pistol Pete. That's history. I think it's going to be a great game, and I just enjoy watching the Ohio State women's team and their style of basketball more than this men's team. So 12-year-old me is ticked right now, but I would go OSU women. Yo, That's
4: back. a good point. I'm. I'm I i will not even say like cause I grew up playing basketball. I loved it, and it's not wasn't even making fun of women's basketball. It was just calling a spade a spade. All, like men's basketball was fun to watch. That was the fun brand of basketball above the rim, and women's basketball just wasn't fun to watch. I tell you what. I've never seen a sport improve its quality in like a 20 year span like women's basketball. Women's Absolutely. basketball. It's not just Ohio State. They're they're a, a primo example. It's not just you know they win. They're a it's a fun brand of basketball. It's clean, it's just it's just good basketball. And it's fun to watch and you can see this from a, a many other t- it used to not be like clean. It's just it's just good basketball. And it's fun to watch and you can see this from a, a many other t- it used to not be like that. There'd be like a couple stars. Now these I mean, women's basketball has improved exponentially from a viewership standpoint.
3: Well, the fact is We've been doing this show together 5 years, right? And over the last couple weeks, this is the most women's college basketball we've talked about in 5 years combined. Right? right? I mean, that's <laughs> how much this sport is growing. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to do more of this or that next on on the money.
0: We are your radio home for the Buckeyes, Browns, and all the NFL games you can handle. We may have a bit of a football problem. Oh, yeah. The fan Ohio sports destination. Scotty Vegas has his own cot in the casino.
2: You're listening to On The Money. Presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. All right.
4: Welcome back to the show. On The Money, Dave Biddle, Scotty Vegas, Ryan Baker. We're going to do some more this or that. Scotty, the floor is yours.
3: Okay, so uh, college football is talking about some rule changes, right? Helmet communication being a thing going forward, which... That is ridiculous that that is just taking until now for that to happen. But the other thing that I thought came out, uh, and again, these haven't officially been adopted yet, but these are recommended rule changes, is adding a two-minute warning in college football, both to the end of the first half and the end of the second half. So are you guys getting with, you think college football needs that two minute warning or you're like, Oh, this is a stupid thing to add. Where are you guys getting with that?
4: I'm getting with the two minute warning because I think you'll remember this when they um, did away with, they stopped the clock for first downs Yep, and I was like, and they did it under the guise of player safety for less plays <laughs> yes. as they're tripling the amount of teams that are in the playoffs. Now we're going to add even more. Yeah, player safety. Give me a break. They're playing an NFL schedule now. And I remember sending people said, well, that that's how they do it in the NFL. I said, okay, well, if you're going to do that, you're going to take away the, you know, stopping the clock on first downs. And they stopped the clock for like 10 seconds on first down. It's not like they stop it till you snap the football. Then add in... T- Two minute conversions because that's how they do it in the NFL. So I'm sticking with that. If you're going to take away stopping the clock because that's how they do it in the NFL, then give me two minute warnings like the NFL. I like more football and that makes the game a little bit longer. Really, they said it was player safety. It was so they could have more commercials. Always follow, always follow the money. So yeah, I would like to. I would
3: like the two minute warnings. And let's be honest, the reason you have two minute commercials or two minute uh <laughs> warnings is so that we can get more commercials in. Now, I actually am in favor of it because I think it does offer more opportunities late in games to kind of make the end of the game a little bit more interesting. If a team's got an extra timeout, which would be the, the two minute warning, so I do. I, I'm for it. I, I'm okay with it, but. Ultimately, to be honest with you, it's just about getting more commercials in. That's why you do it.
5: Guys, I don't totally hate it, but good gosh. I mean, these games are going to be seven hours here soon. I mean, it's just ridiculous with, oh, we're shortening all this stuff, but we can sell more commercial time like you guys said and just stretch them out and out. It's honestly one of my least things about college basketball is the fact that like, the last Two minutes of the game takes, takes 40 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. 40 That's why minutes.
4: I like the Elam ending. Is it called? Is it called is that, do I have that right? The, the basketball yeah, tournament? The is it basketball called the Elam, tournament. the Elam ending? I like that because it takes away that nonsense of the last two minutes that you're talking yep. about.
5: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't mind the two minute warning, but I'm probably going to hate the more extended end of college football games.
4: Okay. Now, I, I debated this, even bringing this up, because you have to understand I love music and I used to love going to concerts. And I still like going to concerts, but it's few and far between because, okay, I'll just ask the question. All right. Generally speaking, you guys getting with music concerts are overrated and overpriced or are you not getting with that?
3: I'm getting with overpriced. I will tell you, I've almost every concert I've been to, I've had a really good time at. So it ends up being worth the price. Um, but, and and I usually only do one or two a year. So I don't think it's overrated because I always tend to come out of there thinking, oh man, I had a really good time that night. So I'm not going to say that it's overrated. I'm okay with it.
4: It just was so much better in the 90s. I I just feel like that ruined it for me. Now... Because in the 90s, like, late 90s, we'd go to, like, Lollapalooza. You'd see, like, all these great rock bands. I mean, you'd see, like, you'd see, like, Corn. You'd see all these great, like, rock bands. And then they had Snoop Dogg there, too. I mean, it was unbelievable. They had a hologram of of Tupac because he had just died. It, it was crazy. And I think we paid, like, 20 bucks. Brother, you better have... You'd be paying like 200 bucks for tickets now. And it's like the concerts. At are, least. And it better be somebody I really... Now, if it's Foo Fighters or somebody I really love or Black Keys, I'm, I'm going to make an exception for that rule. But like, I'm telling you, some of these concerts are so overpriced. And it's like, yeah, I have a good time. But I think, man, I would have had a lot more fun just going to a comedy show. And I would have spent, spent a lot less money. So... Kind of sound like an old curmudgeon, but man, I like going to Hera Arena in Dayton, seeing like three awesome bands for like fifteen bucks with my buddies in the nineties. It just is. It it was so good in the 90s, it's like ruined it for me now.
3: I'm glad you brought that up because actually last fall I was looking at going out to Vegas. They had a uh, when we were young uh, kind of concert, and it was a, a big festival, I should say. And there was like maybe 30 bands and like 15 of them I was a- anxious to go see. And I started looking up the ticket prices. And it was 550 bucks just to get into the festival. So yeah, the prices have gotten stupid. And so I do kind of miss that. You're right. When it used to be like eh, 30, 40, 50 bucks could get you into a good concert. Now it's like 10 times that.
5: So guys, I will say this. When you see a great performance. Like, it's probably totally worth it. Like, I remember in 2000 going to see Aerosmith, and I wasn't even there to see Aerosmith, but Aerosmith was so good. It's like something that I'll never forget, and they were awesome. But as someone who, for 13 years of my life, got paid to go to concerts and be there and work them, I could never pay money to go to a concert ever again unless I was, like, doing it as a gift for someone. So uh, I'm going to go, generally speaking... Overrated and overpriced.
4: I like how he adhered to the the exact. You know I me; mean, I'm a stickler yeah, for I that. Don't, I don't
5: change my. I don't generally, change the questions like Scotty Vegas does. Oh, no, here we go
4: again. Yeah, because I. That's why I started with generally speaking. Music concerts are overrated and overpriced because there's still some great ones out there right now as we speak. But like generally speaking, yes. Okay, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry.
5: So, guys, it is March Madness month officially, and one of the best parts about March Madness is snacks. You got to have snacks for the game. Yes. Potato chips, they're a great snack. Are you guys getting with just regular flavored potato chips? Or are you getting with your potato chips having a different flavor, like salt and vinegar or sour cream and onion?
4: We've got to go back to generally speaking, because I like both. Or sometimes I just want just a regular, just the potato chip. And I love some potato chip companies. The ingre- You look at the ingredients on the back, it says potatoes, Oil and salt, and that's it. I love it. Depending on what oil you use, what company it could be, you know, vegetable oil or whatever it might be. But I think generally speaking, I like a little flavor, and I mix it up. I like you know, some barbecue chips. Uh, I like some of those, um, oh, the sea salt and vinegar, you know, the crunchy ones. I like a little sour cream and onion. So generally speaking, I like a little flavor, but I love both.
3: So I love that you bring up March Madness snacks because I do have a tradition. Uh, the first day of the NCAA tournament, I always open up my Girl Scout thin mints and I eat oh, an entire buddy. sleeve. Not this you year, need buddy. a bag of the trail mints? Uh, not this year, buddy. <laughs> well, my goal is to be under 200 pounds by the tip. When the ball is tipped and there you are. I hope to be under 200 pounds. But I, I still want to have the Girl Scout cookies uh, on, on the first day of March Madness. You're going to lose
4: your sponsorship. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but to answer your question... I'm a salt and vinegar chip guy. I, regular chips. If I'm just eating regular chips, I've got to dip them in something. But the salt and vinegar, I love. And then Doritos. Oh, the Doritos. Doritos oh. is not
5: in this. I was going to say uh, what it's are we, not a potato oh, chip. What about Funyuns? It's no, not no, a potato a chip. Let's take no. a chip. It's not It's, it's not, not a potato. potato it's not a
3: potato chip. But it's still a it's chip. It's Potato you chips. Said
4: chips. No, he said potato chips specifically. Oh, Good. Oh, Always changing right. stuff, Scotty Vegas. <laughs> I swear. I think he's uh, he, they throwing Funyuns. There too, I think. <laughs> Cheetos, <laughs> goodness,
5: uh, guys. I'm a I, I am a regular flavored potato chip guy. You give me like a bag of wavy lays or a thing of the stacks, the really? the lays stacks, no flavor, and I just give me some salty potato chips, and I'm in. Oh.
4: I gotta get you a bag of Mike sells Dayton
3: Company.
5: I've had if those. You like, okay, because like I like Lay's. My favorite Ohio chip is uh, Ballerix. It's like Toledo. Up, yes, yes, that is good. good. Yeah, very yeah. good. Chips. My grandparents
3: always had boxes of those. So every time we went up to Toledo, we would have those. It's
5: actually like Tiffin area, isn't it? Uh, like just south of Toledo. Yeah, oh, they're very they're delicious. Oh, they are. Fremont area. Somewhere up in there, yeah.
4: Yeah, so I'll have to get you some. You've you've tried them before. You can get them in Columbus. But yeah, that was, growing up, I loved Mike Sells. It was like, I liked Lays, but Mike Sells was was the stuff. All right, up next is Best Bets. That's coming up next on The Money. Whatever you're doing right now,
0: just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning. No judgment. Ah, oh, sweet morning drinking. The fan. Dee Biddle's favorite kind of psychology is reverse, reverse psychology. psychology psychology. You're listening to On the Money.
2: Presented by ESPN Bet. The official sportsbook of ESPN.
3: And boy, were we using that reverse psychology all day yesterday as we came together and won a big parlay in college hoops. And we're going to put together another one for you today. Join us because yesterday we won big. We're going to try and do it again today. We'll get to our best bets in just a second. But first, this on the money action update is brought to you by friends at the mobile center live betting or trying to get that player prop in make sure you have the right internet speed visit a local mobile center store locations in westerville and in plain city in the costco plaza let's look now at the hollywood casino sportsbook odds for our ohio state hoops games today first off ohio state women taking on iowa you can hear that right here On the fan and uh, pregame starts at 1245 game starts at one can't wait for that one Ohio State is a six and a half point underdog to Iowa and then at four o'clock we've got Ohio State and Michigan on the men's side Ohio State looking for payback after losing earlier in the year Ohio State is a 11 and a half Point favorite in our ESPN bet app. Love that. All right. It is now time for best bets for this Sunday. And I want to read off to you guys our college basketball parlay that we've put together. We're going to do this again. We're going to run it back after winning big yesterday. And here's what it is. It is UConn. These games, by the way, are all on the money line. We are going money line. And it's going to be UConn, St. Peter's, Ohio State, Indiana State, Belmont Nebraska and Colorado follow along with us I will put this out on on the Twitter page as well so follow me at, at Scotty Vegas 971 I will put this exact parlay out out there at Scotty Vegas 971 but what we're gonna try and do is win those first six games get to the Colorado game at the end and then middle it and try and win both ways so Dave what is your best bet for today this is not reverse psychology but Iowa minus five and a half in the
4: women because I feel because I mean, Ohio State has nothing to play for. It's going to be the Caitlin Clark show. She's going to get all the calls. Um, I mean, there's nothing to play for. I mean, you've won the outright Big Ten championship. Now, you could say that could work in their favor. They're going to be loose, right? There's no reason to be nervous. Now, hopefully they win. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I have a feeling Iowa's going to win this game by seven or more. I just do. I won't be surprised. Now, the Buckeyes have been on such a roll. Hopefully they win, but uh, I'll I'll, uh, lay the six and a half um and then I'm, I'm still on this one if you're looking for a long shot nba bet um plus 1800 for the phoenix suns to win the nba championship they're flying under the radar they, they had a bad loss last night but you know you play 82 games kevin durant's playing at a high level devin Booker's playing at a high level that right there can get you pretty far they have a good supporting cast brad beal i'm not personally a grayson allen fan but he's actually turned into a good nba player really good shooter they got other good parts on that team so Uh, They got a decent coach, I think, in Frank Vogel. I think that's a that's a sneaky good pick. So plus 1,800 to win the NBA championship, Phoenix Suns.
3: Interesting. Yeah, you texted us that, what, a couple weeks ago, too, that you really liked that. That's interesting. Uh, I do want to throw out, of course, I'm on that college basketball parlay that we were just talking about. But I want to throw out one golfer to keep an eye on for the Masters. And I think that 50 to 1 value on Joaquin Neiman to win the Masters. Now, this is similar to a path that I took last year where I took Brooks Kepka. A lot of people forget about the live golfers, okay, and, you know, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind a lot of times, but Joaquin Neiman has been on fire on the live tour, has won twice recently over the last three tournaments, and he's playing against guys like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson and even uh, John Rom. and he is winning. And so there is still opportunities to get 50 to one for Joaquin Neiman. And yes, he is in the master's field. He, they've uh, issued an invitation for him to play because he didn't qualify based on the world rankings because of it being on the live tour, but he is playing in the masters and he is out there at 50 to one. And I did that similar with Brooks Kepka last year, where a lot of people thought, forgot about Brooks because he was playing on the live tour. He was playing well on the live tour. So I grabbed Brooks. He didn't end up winning the masters, but I got him at, I think it was 45 to one pre-tournament and I got big money on it. And so I was able to hedge and win significantly on John Rahm. So Joaquin Neiman, Get it for the Masters. I think that's really good value right now.
4: And the Ohio State men today at home, 4 o'clock, and the Jake Diebler excellence continue. Dee, dee, dee. They're favored by 11.5 over Michigan. It opened at 9.5, and,
3: and you've put so much money on it, you've moved the line <laughs> two points. I feel they dominate today. I really do. And look, I was dead wrong on Thursday because when it was announced that Bruce Thornton was going to be out, I said, Uh, this would be a tall task for Ohio State to win. So I thought the play was Nebraska. I was dead wrong. I'm so glad I was wrong. But Ohio State hoops. You got two games today, women's and men's. It's going to be spectacular. What a day on the fan, Dave.
4: You told me to bet the house on Nebraska, and I did. The house is gone. I was going to have to sleep in a tent, but now you got me back thanks to the parlay, 6 leg parlay yesterday. That is our show for today. Thank you very much for joining us for Scotty Vegas and Ryan Baker. I am Dave Biddle. Up next is Fan Sports Sunday. Sunday with Tito and Jen. This has been On The Money.
0: The two most mature people working at the radio station. And that's just because they wear pants. The pervert in the skibbies, Rothman and Ice.
2: Weekdays at noon.
0: The Fan. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
2: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
0: WBNSFM. HD1 Columbus.
4: The Fan. Good morning, I'm Caleb Blake. Victory Sunday for the Columbus Blue Jackets. CBJ went big
5: last night, beating the Chicago Blackhawks five to two on the road. And on this pitch for the soccer field, Columbus crew getting a one-to-one tie over Minnesota yesterday or with Minnesota yesterday. They'll be back in action next week against the Chicago Fire. If you're free at Star Wars night, you should go and check them out at lower.com field. Big day on the basketball front today. Ohio State women's basketball headed out to Iowa, playing number six the number six hawkeyes and caitlin clark who's only 18 points away from pistol heat's all-time ncaa scoring record for men's or women's basketball we'll have coverage of that one right after fan sports sunday beginning at 12:45. followed by the men's team at home for senior day playing against michigan that one will begin at three four o'clock we'll have coverage beginning at three o'clock right here on 97 the fan with your guy timmy hall breaking sports
0: news when it happens on the